It's time to discuss the biggest stories in all of Clarksville for the entire week. This is your week, your news, a Clarksville Now original podcast. These are the biggest stories uh, for the week of July 30th. My name is Ryan Pluckelman. Joining me once again, the man, the chief, chief? the editor-in-chief, big old Chris Smith from ClarksvilleNow.com sitting over there. I'm not that big. No, you're not. Actually, you're rather <laughs> tiny. <laughs> I, I almost hit 6'1". Are you almost 6'1"? I'm, I'm almost 6'1". Okay. But, uh, All right. Yeah. A little bit, I'm a little slender. <laughs> I want people to get an idea of you in their head. They're thinking you're this just brawler. You're the news brawler. That's right. The news brawler. <laughs> there were some photos that were released this week of me at the... Um, uh, National Night Out event. Okay. Um, I'm a board member for Crime Stoppers. Okay. So we had a table there and we were giving away toys yeah. and among them were yo-yos. And so somebody took a video of me demonstrating my yo-yo skills. So if you're, uh, if you're interested in seeing some really fine yo-yo action, uh, check me out on Facebook and you can see a little video there of me uh, demonstrating my yo-yo skills. I didn't know you were a yo-yo guy. I am a yo-yo guy. I used to, when I was on com- be on conference calls and I'd be on there for like an hour talking about something I don't care about, Yeah, I would get out uh, this little desk, <laughs> the little yo-yo I had, and I would just teach myself yo-yo tricks while <laughs> pretending to pay attention on the conference call. Which, by the way, National at Night Out was a great event happened in Clarksville, uh, Forterra Stadium, right? They had that mm-hmm. right in the parking lot in front of Forterra yeah, Stadium. Yeah, they had a uh, Mission Barbecue out there. They had um, uh, police and fire and EMS and all these other groups um, playing games with the kids. Yeah, I played a Connect Four with probably about 20 children. <laughs> and I kept trying to let them win. And sometimes I'd be like, okay, I'm going to beat this one because he's a smart aleck. And I would still lose. These kids were beating me Connect at Connect Four. Four. <laughs> it's not like chess. It's Connect Four. Yeah, some of these kids are really good. Put me to shame. So we already know Chris is not a great competitive Connect Four player. Mm, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it, it shamed me into getting back to my desk and getting back to the serious work. Yeah, you so, got to handle that news. Yeah, I did yeah. not know you're on the board. So if you're mm-hmm. if you're unhappy with the amount of crime in Clarksville, the man you'd talk to right there. Chris Smith. I don't know if I can directly influence it, but uh, but we try. All right, try and stop it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, speaking of crime, we had a, um, a difficult story this week out of Fort Campbell. There was a, um, this was the trial for Joseph Santiago. If you recall back in 2021, uh, Megan Santiago mm-hmm. um, was uh, killed. She died of blunt force injuries, and she later died at the hospital. Um, the thing is she was pregnant yeah. at the time. And so the, um, they did an emergency C-section, um, trying to save her and the baby. Uh, the baby girl survived being born eight weeks early, but Megan Santiago died from her injuries. Um, so this week, uh, and uh, it spilled over into last week too, there was um, a trial for Sergeant First Class Joseph Santiago. He was a, a fifth group support soldier. Right. Um, been deployed many times. Um, he uh, ended. He was convicted by the jury of uh, murdering her and of um, assaulting the child, which is interesting. She, she was pregnant. Um, right. The abuse of her basically was also considered a crime right. against the right. child. Um, what one thing that was kind of interesting about that came out of this case was that um, during sentencing, the Santiago Joseph Santiago's mother. Um, took the stand and described basically she was kind of blaming herself for a lot of what happened. Really? She, um, she said that she um, suffered abuse at the hands of Joe's father, uh, verbal, mental, and oh. physical abuse. That growing up, Joe Santiago witnessed all of this abuse um, right. that his father um, inflicted on his mother. Um, and she basically said that um, she should have uh, gotten out, she failed him. Um, and she said that she basically failed um, the Megan's family by, you know, not getting out of this abusive relationship uh, earlier. It was an interesting sort of reminder of the impact, not to say that, you know, we can blame uh, his childhood on what Joe Santiago did. He alone right. is responsible right. for his actions. But it's it's a interesting sort of side effect of abuse in a family when when kids grow up seeing that the kind of damage it can do to them long term well and something else it brings up i mean when that story happened that story was shocking to everybody i remember when that story broke you felt for megan's family because now her parents mm-hmm. are now in charge of a newborn baby from a from a from a child that has passed and i believe mm-hmm. they had other yeah they had, well. i believe two other children yes. so now they've got to come to terms with the fact that their son-in-law has murdered their daughter. Mm. 
And now they have to raise the three kids involved, including a newborn baby. Mm -hmm. And you felt for that family and you felt for that loss. But how do you explain that to these kids as they get older? You know, I mean, your father murdered your mother. It's right. Exactly. But but so often, you know, that's where we go. We think of the families of the victims, rightfully so. Right. Mm -hmm. You put yourself in that situation. What would you do and how would you feel? Well, we so often forget about the family of the person who did it. Mm -hmm. Here is Joe Santiago's mom dealing with the fact that her son, the child that she raised, the little boy that she would read stories to at night and Mm -hmm. take to school. And, you know, this little boy that she raised grew into a man who murdered his wife. Yeah. And nearly murdered a grandchild. How do you deal with that? Right. From, from any perspective. Right. Because, and so, and she's been here, she's blaming herself. Right. You know, so it's, you, you, yeah, all this, and again, the family, Megan's family, of course, you, you put all the sympathy on them because mm-hmm. you feel for them. And oh my God, what, what you had to go through. And they'll just mm-hmm. the loss of a child alone mm-hmm. and all of that. But you never really think of, like, how do you, as a parent, grieve, process, deal mm-hmm. with the fact that your child, your offspring, the, your little boy murdered his wife? Yeah, yeah. Dev, it's got to be devastating. Yeah, yeah. And it apparently was for her, and the way she's, yeah. you know, sort of taking it out on herself, that, you know, the way all this happened. It's So I don't know. You feel for everybody involved. Um, you know, he's going to be, uh, he was sentenced to life in prison mm-hmm. um, with parole, yeah. uh, plus six months for the death of the child. And a lot of people are asking, well, why did he get with parole? Why did he get with parole? And, you know, it's, we, I guess you just hear about, I don't know if it's crime dramas or, or what, right. you just assume that if you kill somebody, you're going to go away for life right. automatically. I've followed a lot of court cases over the years, and it's pretty rare for somebody to get life without parole. Right. Life without parole, you've got to be, you know, have killed multiple people right. or something particularly egregious about the way in which you killed someone um, to get life without parole is is pretty rare yeah so you know just just some context um nobody should ever really be surprised when somebody convicted of homicide is gets life with eligibility for parole after a certain number of years because that's pretty common right and it's not like a couple of months it's not gonna be like right. all right he served it's, three months okay he's good to go yeah more like you know 20 30 years right yeah you know. and he's going to a military prison mm-hmm. so he's not gonna be sitting in the montgomery county courthouse or the jail waiting for a couple of months to get paroled. He's going to be spending a very long time, decades, Mm -hmm. in a military prison. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things that was interesting was how hard it was to seat a jury in this case because so many people had heard about the story because of just the nature of the crime Mm -hmm. that, I mean, they had been trying to seat this jury for a while, trying to find people that hadn't already made up their mind about, about Santiago's guilt or innocence. And that's one of those things where, you know, you have a duty to report something this heinous, right? Mm-hmm. But then it does. It's like, okay, well, who hasn't heard about this at that point? Yeah, I think it speaks yeah. to the power of, 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 of local media. And, and I, I mean, Clarksvillenow.com, where so many places nowadays, local news closes up shop. You don't hear about those things because who's going to tell you, mm-hmm. right? We're kind of blessed here in Clarkson. I'm tooting my own horn, toot toot toot, as the operations manager of Five Star Media. But having ClarksonNow.com, we have a resource, multiples actually. When you think about even the Leaf Chronicle, I know that they're not the powerhouse they used to be, but having local media and the importance of local media to report this type of thing, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it, in a way. Yeah, I kind of felt bad that they had a hard time seating a jury, but that just goes to show you that we here in Clarksville have news we have a resource to give us this type of news yeah yeah and I, I felt kind of bad because we were cited um the first time they were trying to see it a jury they were citing uh clarksville now articles and saying who read this article <laughs> <laughs> right. and right. kind of all read it you know sorry <laughs> sorry um, for doing my job yeah yeah but um but you know it, but it, just because you are familiar with the case doesn't mean that you necessarily have are unable right. to render an objective right um, opinion about it exactly you know, familiarity the, doesn't mean you're that you're going to decide one way or the other. It didn't seem like, and again, I only know court drama from the one time I served on jury duty and endless TV. 
it didn't seem like there was much doubt in this case. It seemed like it was rather clear cut. Like the, the, the prosecution made their case very clearly and the defense was kind of grasping at straws. Anytime you have a, a jury that doesn't take a very long time to deliberate, it's pretty clear, even not being in that courtroom, mm-hmm. that obviously it was pretty well laid out by the prosecution mm-hmm. of what, what had happened. And then the defense's argument was that um, she had fallen, um, mm-hmm. I think was, was one of their arguments, that they had gotten into a fight, that it, was, that it wasn't that he set yeah. out to, um, to kill her. Um, but obviously the jury didn't buy that. Right. All right. So, um, yeah, so rough all around for everybody involved and prayers go out to, to the folks, who, yes. um, especially Megan's family. Hopefully this, this brings them, you know, some closure to, uh, to the, an awful situation. Um, so the next big story we had this week was involved the Vulcan property. So, um, this has been going on for quite a long time for familiar with the, you know, where the Vulcan property is, Ryan, you know what I'm talking about? I, I refer to the Vulcan property as, as really the, the street of tears. The street, yeah, yeah, we talked about this, yeah. The, because the if you didn't catch the last episode, we talked about the Vulcan property. If we're just being honest with each other, and I think we can, Clarksville, can we take a minute to be honest? It's not the best introduction to our city. It's not. We got this beautiful downtown. Mm-hmm. You got Austin P, who's been adding beautiful buildings. You've got so much charm. I mean, you cross over, you know, Second Street there, and you, there's the FM Bank Arena looking right at mm-hmm. you, and the beautiful sunrise. But to get there, you got to go past the barbed wire of the former Vulcan plant. And it was mm-hmm. even worse before they had torn it down because it was just yeah, kind of just an abandoned old building. All in disrepair. It's the area of the, of, of the city that Chris's wife cried driving past going, what have I done? Why are we here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was not not the best uh, first impression. So the um, so now. Uh, hopefully, uh, if, if this all works out, we're going to get a better first impression. But this came into a big controversy because the people who are wanting to buy the Vulcan property yeah. and put upon it a, a baseball stadium and a hotel and, um, and housing, the understanding was that they were going to use tax increment financing as part of this deal. Now, I'm not going to try to explain tax That's increment what financing, means, by TIF, the way, TIF district. But essentially, it is you get a basically a break on your taxes if you are a developer going into an underserved area. Okay. And the idea is to help boost the economy by yeah. encouraging development. Yeah. So, but the thing is, if you're going to seek a TIF for housing, 10% of that housing has to be affordable housing. Okay. So this is the kind of good thing that they worked into it. So we don't just, you know, have people making a bunch of taxpayer money and not returning some benefit right. to the community with what they're building. How do they define affordable? Do they ever clearly lay that out? Because affordable means a lot of things to a lot of different people. You know, I, I have a mortgage. I moved here. I, you know, sold a house, put down payments and all of that fun stuff. I'm always shocked to hear people that are moving to Clarksville, especially now, and what they pay for rent. Like every time someone at work is like, oh, I've moved into an apartment and I, and I find out how much the rent is and I go, that does not seem affordable. Yeah, and- it's it's indexed to um, HUD standards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's probably, you know, like half the, um, you know, what you would uh, normally pay is something around that range. Okay. And so it's, it's just, it's much less, and it's indexed to the standards that they use when you're trying to um, get uh, no or low income housing, like in public housing. Right. Okay. So I don't know exactly where that line is, but the yeah. idea is you're not going to be charging people $5,000 for one room apartment. Right. Um, and expect to get taxpayer money to build that. You right. Know? Um, Which makes perfect sense. No one's going to argue that. No one's yeah. Like, yeah, no, no. I want you to give, uh, give them some tax dollars. They can <laughs> yeah. charge an arm and a leg for rent. So the local leaders did a good thing by setting this up. Um, and the expectation was that since the first big district that was going to have be eligible for TIF was the Vulcan property. Right. Everybody just assumed that the person buying it was going to be um, putting in housing and was going to be putting in 10% yeah. um, low-income housing. So it goes before the council. Council members freak out There's, because they have heard there's not going to be any affordable housing in this. And they thought they there was this loophole. Was there yelling and screaming and drama? There was, there was yelling and screaming and drama. Did Mayor Pitts have meeting. to 
do his gavel and go, calm down. I don't know. Uh, there have been years when that gavel has almost been broken uh, because people, <laughs> not by pits. I want to say it was Piper broke the, somebody, somebody almost broke a gavel one time because they were banging it so hard. But the, uh, but essentially what they've done is they've separated out the property. Okay. So the baseball stadium and hotel are applying for a TIF apparently, okay. but the housing portion of the site is a separate development and they're not applying for a TIF for the housing portion of the site, so that way they can build luxury housing or regular housing like and and without any okay. affordable housing component. Gotcha. So, so yeah, it's kind of tricky. How would the... But it's, you know, if if I'm a developer and I'm trying to build something super, super nice, I may not want a bunch of low-income housing affiliate with it. You know, you can argue both sides of that, whether that's a good idea or not. But yeah, essentially, um, it's going to be a lot nicer housing. So it'll definitely improve that whole area, having the baseball stadium there, having the hotel there, um, you know, it, an area that has needed improvement for a long time. Yes. It can be an economic, you know, boost to um, to the that whole section of downtown. Again, we're growing. These mm-hmm. are things we have to think about. Yeah. Listen, there are cities nearby that haven't grown a, a single soul mm-hmm. in, in 50 years. I mean, we've put 130,000 extra people in this yeah. area. 140,000 people have moved here in, in mm-hmm. the last, you know, decades. We've but, got to have something for these folks to do. And yeah. we have to, if we are doing those things, we have to make sure our city reflects where we're going as well. Mm-hmm. I, I find it interesting that they applied for a TIF for the baseball and, and hotel part of it. Mm-hmm. What do you think of an affordable uh, rental place underneath the baseball stadium? Like, how does that even work? Yeah, yeah. We'll see See if it's with the baseball stadium and the hotel, because it's not housing, you don't have to have... Oh, I You don't it. have to okay. have 10% gotcha. um, yeah. affordable housing. So that's that's how... I don't, That's why it does not apply to this development. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I think there's some resentment about that, because... Yeah. Fact that there's, you know, you're right. We we are growing mm-hmm. and we're growing fast. One of the dangers, and this is where we need to get into some smart growth thinking here. One of the dangers as we grow is that we're going to grow so fast that we're going to outpace the cost, right? And we're not going to be able to afford to live here anymore. Right, you right. know, I was just hearing listening to a report on the way in here about uh, Austin, Texas, which used to be, you know, it it got its rise to uh, to acclaim because of, of the creative class there, the yeah. musicians, the yeah. artists, and everything. Yeah, they made it into this really, you know, hot happening city. Right. right. But part of the reason for that was you could afford to live there. Right. Now the cost of living in Austin has like tripled. Right. Since it was the hot city, now you can't afford. You know, um, the funny thing was uh, somebody, um had there was this club where you could go and you could do all these recordings and this guy was talking about what a great club it was and so the lady called to uh, find out more about the club it's now a tesla dealership <laughs> a tesla showroom <laughs> so that just goes to show what's happening in austin so th- there's a risk that that could happen in clark so we've got to find ways to protect affordable housing and create more affordable oh, housing I, I completely agree so yeah. we're not just pricing ourselves completely out um and becoming a rich suburb of nashville right because you, you don't want that and you continue to see massive growth in this area and Nashville as well. Mm. Nashville has turned into the the destination for people that want to retire mm-hmm. and whether or even just Hollywood folks. How many people that are not associated with country music have purchased land down in Nashville? Why? Mm. Because there's dirt cheap taxes. The climate's pretty good mm-hmm. and there's lots of things to do. And so by proxy, Clarksville grows because, oh, look, the taxes are low. Mm-hmm. It's right off the interstate. Yeah. You've got the benefits of of living in a small town with the benefits of living in a bigger city. Yeah, just an hour away. I know. It's yeah. it's it's really crazy. But you're right, we need to have affordable housing because when I when people tell me how much rent is for like a one bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I kind of ride my prices around the 1990s. Thing. <laughs> like yeah. I, I think a one bedroom apartment in Clarksville should be about $750 a month, maybe six fifty, mm-hmm. but it is not anywhere near that. Yeah. It's like 900 to $1,200. Yeah. And it's like, good Lord, that's yeah. expensive. But again, my prices are stuck in the 1990s. Yeah, true. And it, but there's there's good reasons to to want to have affordable housing. People say, well, yeah. you shouldn't have to worry about blah, 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 blah. Look at it this way. Do you want your kids to be able to stay home? Right. Um, when they graduate from high school, do you want them to be able to live here? Right. 
Do you want them to live in your basement? Or do you want to encourage <laughs> them to go get an apartment? Wouldn't it be nice if they could live nearby in an apartment, if they could afford their starting or afford a house, a starting home that would mm-hmm. cost a normal amount of money? You know, you go to the to the Kroger, whatever. You want to be able to shop there. Where do you think the people who work at Kroger are living? Exactly. Do you expect right. them to right. live in Aaron and commute <laughs> right. from Aaron to Clarksville for an hour right. to work a subpar minimum wage job? No, that you've got to have affordable housing in your community to have a healthy, thriving community. And by the way, I want to point out, we love Aaron. It's a great town. Aaron's great. It's just a long way yes. to drive. And I uh, love Kroger too. And, and secondly, you got to think about this parents. Your child will not be living in your basement because how few houses actually have basements in Clarksville. Chances are really good. They're going to be living in your bonus room or one of your bedrooms. This is true. So, or your den. Ex- yes. No more Netflix and chill for you and your wife. No. You got a kid living on your couch. <laughs> no, I agree. I think it's a good. Did they, did they decide to, to grant permission to? Well, build the, this? It, it gets kind of complicated because the council was only supposed to be discussing whether to rezone the property to allow right. this type of development. Yeah. Um, but they got into an argument about the TIF oh. because they got word that the house the the the, the yeah that the development was not going right. to have affordable housing gotcha so it's a totally separate argument okay um so they're going to have to decide the zoning issue first and then later the development will come back and, and request the tiff stuff all worth watching the next city council meeting mm-hmm. on public access tv because there's always a lot of drama whether there's a council person <laughs> saying clarksville has too many trees and that's all the problems we have in clarksville mm-hmm. are thanks to the trees or them yelling and screaming at each other over tiffs i think that's good entertainment yeah yeah well luckily we don't have public access tv we have we have clarksville now oh did you ask you're the hmm? you stream all the I, we don't stream them well, no okay, but, but don't they get don't they, they oh yeah you can do the youtube yeah, thing yeah you can stream it but, on youtube yeah yeah I'm i think sorry, but, 1990s again <laughs> <in> public access <laughs> tv but uh but yeah both the um city council and county commission um live stream yeah. their meetings um if you really want to you know you don't need community access have some TV. excitement in your YouTube. life you can uh, you can watch the entire meetings and watch what we do because we present the most exciting things that happen. That's right. You want to sit through that entire meeting? No, you don't have to do you're that. You're in for it. Let's <laughs> um, go to ClarksvilleNow.com. They'll break down all the ups and downs yeah, for you. We'll give you the exciting stuff. <laughs> Save you the trouble. <laughs> um, all right. So ne- oh, and by the way, the school board is going to start live streaming their meetings um, sometime in the next year. I'm they're, excited. They're getting for the that. technology set up to to do that. I really like that opportunity because mm. it gives people a chance to see what's going on. Mm. I've never understood why. You know, people decide why, you know, whether it's pick your television, which one do you hate? Why they've politicized education so much. Mm -hmm. And I saw, I don't want to go into too many details, but some local politician posted some article that turned out to be half-baked about teachers in Montgomery County doing something that nobody did. And I've always wondered, like, do people not realize that when you're yelling and screaming about education all the time, nobody ever really emails you know, the director of schools or anybody there at central services, they call their child's teacher and complain. Mm, Yeah. Like your touch point, right? Your child's teacher is not setting ed policy. (laughs) (laughs) Like your, your child's teacher is doing what they're told by the state. Yeah. Drowning in standardized tests and not being able to afford to buy pencils and trying to figure out why Joey won't keep his finger out of his nose. Exactly. That's what your teachers are dealing with. And the last thing they need is you calling and screaming at them about you don't like the new math standards. Well, guess what? The math teacher can't do anything about it. They're just trying to do their job. Stop getting the TV to get you so worked up that you got to call and scream at your child's teacher. Yep. I have a great teacher friend who teaches a quote could be considered a controversial uh class and when he gets angry calls because you got to call the teacher he always asks them what do you think that curriculum means and i'll tell you if any of that's being taught in class and that usually ends the conversation yeah, yeah, right there. the answer is no 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 no, no. <laughs> so, so don't do that and those school board meetings coming soon to a youtube channel that's near right you. um all right so next story fort campbell all right so uh one of the neat things, well, let me tell you about it first. So we're about to get uh, $40.5 million in improvements uh, at Fort Campbell in the uh, 2024 uh, defense bill, also called the NDAA, Ooh, National yeah, Defense yeah, Authorization yeah. Act, for you uh, policy geeks yeah. out there. Yeah. 
Um, and we basically uh, we got three lawmakers on our side helping us get uh, this type of stuff. One of them is a $38 million multi-purpose training range. Okay. Um, and the other one is a $2.5 million uh, air traffic uh, or $2.5 million to plan and design uh, an air traffic control tower. Gotcha. Yeah. Listen, nobody does multi-purpose better than Clarksville, Montgomery County. I mean, you look at oh, the yeah. Bank Arena. <laughs> we do multi-purpose better no. than anybody. Oh, you're going to give people uh, angina talking about multi-purpose. <laughs> not a multi-purpose event center. We promise they're not building a multi-purpose event center at Fort Campbell. I heard those two fools yakking on WNZE about they're building an FNM Bank Arena on Fort 2. <laughs> Post is going to have an arena. A multi-purpose training range. Yeah. An MPTR. It'll right, be if the, you like. It'll be the FNM Bank Training Range. So we'll have that. <laughs> so they'll sponsor that too. It'll be great. I'm sure the <laughs> journals will be all over that. Um, so yes. So what kind of training are they going to do on this raid? Did they say, Chris? Did they specify? It, it is not said specifically. Um, if this is what I've heard about previously, mm. it's just sort of like a mini city type thing oh, okay. where they can, you know, do urban training um, and um, kind of situations yeah. that might end up in a. If they're in a, a, a urban area, yeah, um, and be able to to do that kind of training. I've stuff. always wanted to volunteer my services for when they do training there because they do need some actors and what have you. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to be the terrorist mastermind. You're going to get shot. <laughs> you are going to get so shot. <laughs> Come get me, America! Who <laughs> knows? You're yelling that out the window. Because um, they do, yeah. they do have that, but apparently it's, it doesn't. You go can be like, an actor. Well, you, you can't be a terrorist mastermind. They basically tell you to stand over there, and they blow open a door, and then they put you in handcuffs. You know that, that sort that, of thing. The, the liability involved. I'm sure they're going to do that. I'm sure this is all in my head. I'm sure I've made everything <laughs> in the last thirty seconds completely up. Uh, that would be fun, though, uh, um, wouldn't it? It would. Uh, so the other things that are going to be in this bill, um, and plan to support and modernize the H-64 Apache. Okay. Uh, funding for the CH-47 Block 2 Chinook. Okay. And um, there's also, in general, a 5.2% pay raise for service members, which is the best raise they've had in uh, 22 years. Yep. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. So there's nice. some things that are... That specific lawmakers are touting. Uh, Marsha Blackburn um, touted uh, essentially Fort Campbell soldiers are going to be able to collaborate more with research teams at Vanderbilt and University of Memphis and other places for um, develop equipment. Yeah. Um, one of them being uh, an exoskeleton that you can wear that helps protect your back. Like okay. the ease of lift things. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Mark Green uh, has uh, put together, included a plan that basically prevents Chinese goods from being sold in um, the uh, commissaries and uh, exchanges. So we're going to have nothing sold in there? <laughs> yeah, where's it all going to come from? <laughs> right, exactly. it's, like, it's like, why is the PX empty? Because you can't sell things made in China. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it, maybe it'll only be things that have competitive, you know, American maybe, uh, stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Fingers yeah. crossed or else it's going to be pretty slim shopping. Slim yeah, pickings yeah. at the PX. Yeah, good luck finding your old um, air fryer, <laughs> right. you know, because they're not making you made in America. Right, right, right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, it's kind of neat to see, you know, you always want your local congressional representative to be bringing home the bacon and, you know, Clarksville, Montgomery County uh, and Christian County, Kentucky basically have three people on their side. Mitch McConnell um, in Kentucky, Marsha Blackburn in Tennessee and Mark Green um, here in Clarksville, who basically are all fighting to get good stuff for Fort Campbell, which helps Fort Campbell helps the entire community. Kudos to Mark Green. I can't Mm. believe I'm saying kudos to Marsha Blackburn and kudos to Mitch McConnell's people who no doubt work to this because we know where he's at right now. But <laughs> but no, I think this is a great all around. And I'm sure all of them would like you to know that they all fought for that raise. Because that's the that is something that no one's gonna argue against, which right. is great. Well deserved, right? Thank God they finally brought it up. Mm-hmm. Why don't you bring it up every year? Because that's something that's not gonna get turned down ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean on both sides of the aisle, you know, raises for soldiers, that's an important thing, you know. That's a, you know, you don't say no to that. Right, right. You know, that's, and, and as you shouldn't, because they're underpaid and need to get paid a little more. So yeah. I hope it passes. Yeah. Here's hoping.
Well, I th- and you know, I haven't tracked exactly how it's all gone through. This, I think, it probably is going to Congress um, compromise committees, work yeah. out fine details. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, and luckily, um, you know, we haven't really had a huge amount of controversy in this one where people are like, you know, trying to throw all kinds of crazy stuff into. There's been a little bit of crazy stuff thrown in, but. Hopefully all that will get ironed out and we can just have a regular bill that doesn't right. have a bunch of weird stuff in it. I really feel like there should be a website where you can go to a very easy one that, that just lays out who put in what crazy thing to try and derail a bill like this. Mm-hmm. And so it's clear as day. Representative so-and-so added tried to add this stupidity so you can keep people accountable. Yeah. Because yeah. I think one thing you don't play, there's certain things you don't play games with. One of them is defense funding, mm-hmm. and one of them is soldiers' pay. You don't play games with it. You mm-hmm. don't. You don't. You know, hold things hostage for political reasons. You know, Tuberville. Uh, you know, you mm-hmm. don't. You, you don't play games with that. Defense is one of those 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 things. Our our troops are one of those things that you don't you don't play games with. Yeah, and as we're talking about, I'm remembering there are have been a couple of things. I think there was um, an abortion measure that somebody um, tried to get into the NDA. I'm not sure if it if it made it through, but. It's like, come on, people. We're talking about the livelihood of our military. Right, Don't right. mess with these culture <laughs> no war games. issues. No let's let's get the things funded that we need. We need bullets. We need pay. Yep. We need mm-hmm. health care. Yes. Let's not get culture issues wrapped up in this stuff. Let's try to be serious and right. actually get some stuff done. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But take care of that's our troops. Just me. That's just Chris <laughs> and everybody else. Um, all right. So we had uh, another thing happening a lot lately. One of the biggest areas where we're seeing at least um, a lot more attention to crime is uh, burglaries, vehicle burglaries. And People this are happened. getting burgled. People are getting burgled. Um, there's a lot of bored teenagers out there. Yes. And um, I used to do dumb stuff when I was a teenager. Luckily, I never got uh, in this much trouble. But there's been a lot of um, uh, break-ins of, of vehicles. Um, that's what I mean by vehicle burglary, not yeah. vehicle theft, but vehicle right. burglary. People breaking into cars. Taking things out, taking, you know, wallets, purses, guns. Why people leave purses and guns in cars, I have no idea. But apparently it's much more common than right. smart people would think. I don't leave anything in my no, car. No, I don't either. And I don't live in a bad neighborhood. I live yeah. in a really nice neighborhood. I could leave the the Mega Millions ticket with the five matching numbers without the Mega Ball. We'll get to that story. I can leave it on my on my on my dash and it'd still be there in the morning. But yet I leave nothing in my car. Yeah, yeah. everywhere I go, my car is empty and fully locked. Chris has a club. I do have a club. Remember those things you see on TV? Chris seriously still yeah. has a club. Yeah, overnight. It's empty, it's locked, and I've got a club on the steering wheel. Did you have to uh, go to a museum to get that? Or do they still <laughs> sell those brand new? They sell them new. <laughs> they sell them at Riley Auto Parts and Advance Auto. How much dust was on the club? When <laughs> it was a little dusty. Chris walks in it and was goes, a little dusty. Chris walks in and goes, hey, you got that club? And the guy's like, the what? I think I've got one of those in the back. And it still had like a sticker from that. You were paying 1990s prices on the club. Probably so. I forgot to mark it up. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) Now it's just habit. You know, it's it's, it's easy. You just put on there, key, bam, open it. And and one of these days, I'm not going to put it on there. My car's going to get stolen. And I'm going to be, you know, they're going to take my club with them. You know, because it's going to be in the back seat because I forgot to put it on. Well, because it's vintage. They want to sell it on eBay and make some money. I saw you all a picture of Chris Smith coming home from a hard day's work at ClarksvilleNow.com, just crushing stories, mm-hmm. you know, giving people the news, puts his club on his steering wheel, and then walks into the front door and goes, then his lights turn on because Chris <laughs> bought all of those those, those TV commercial. He's got the clapper. He's yeah. going to go fishing with the pocket fisherman. He's going to de- dehydrate some beef jerky. Oh, yeah. Food dehydrator. Going to uh, vacuum pack my clothes for vacation. <laughs> so all that and more could be stolen yeah. from your car. Yes, yes. Uh, if you live in the area of Neptune Drive, just east of Exit 11, okay. um, they had a series of vehicle burglaries yeah. um up in there and chris uh, by the way okay are, are, are you are you gonna tell me are you gonna tell the story i want you to tell the story okay chris has the best burgle story mm. ever yeah like this is this is the, the whole reason like this wasn't originally on the agenda and i'm like chris put the burgles yeah on yeah. the agenda because i want you to be able to share this story <laughs> ladies and gentlemen the greatest burgle story in all of clarksville uh, you may have to remind me of one of these details here it okay. was like 2 a.m mm-hmm. and i was go- was i going to 
a, a sleepover? You said it was a sleepover. Yeah, you I was were, going to go pick somebody yes. up from a sleepover. Uh, you want me to just tell the story? Uh, well, yeah, you can tell okay. the parts that I don't remember. All right, so Chris, it was like 2 o'clock. This happens to a lot of us, right? Your, your kids go to a sleepover. Something happens. They get homesick or whatever. And so they call mom and dad. Can you come pick me up? We've all had. That happened to Chris. Yeah. The kids must have been really little. This is a long time ago. They've not had that kind of uh, anxiety stuff. Um, well, they got older. So yeah, because you've really got old. you've got children that are married now. Your youngest is in college. <laughs> I'm sure. Hope this wasn't last week. No, this is a while ago. I would say this is probably about maybe ten or, or twelve years ago, somewhere yeah. in that range. So Chris has to go pick up his kid. One of his kids called yeah. and said, "Daddy, I can't do the sleepover anymore. Come pick me up." So okay. it's two o'clock. I, th- I think I got it from here. You want to take? It I here? think I remember now. From now, okay. So okay. I walk out the front door. <laughs> And I hear something and I look over and there is the butt end of some guy wearing like this beige trench coat in my next door neighbor's car. And I I say, Frank? And he, that's my next door neighbor's name. The guy comes out. It is not Not Frank. Frank. Spoiler alert. Not Frank, everybody. And I, and like my adrenaline just went up my spine. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, Oh, uh, I'm cleaning out the car. I w- I'm detailing the car. Your neighbors asked me to do it. And I said, at 2 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, hold on. Let me call the cops for you. Went inside, <laughs> grabbed my phone, grabbed my dog. I had like this 80-pound uh, uh, chow mix that looks really scary, but she's a complete teddy bear. Call 911, go out there. And by the time I got back out, he had taken off. But um, And I've seen him running down the street. But I thought about like, what if I unleash my dog? Would my dog like, you know, chase the guy down and give him kisses or what, what, what would happen here? But yeah, that, that was really scary. It was just this, you know, walk out your front door and our, our house is like right next to each right, other. Yeah, yeah. Walk out your front door and there's just some guy, you know, 30 feet away from you burglarizing a vehicle. Did you check the car to see if it was in fact cleaned? Were you like, could you, could you, could you smell white, the armor all? I got my white glove out and went to check. Say, hey, you missed a spot. <laughs> Wait a minute, you weren't cleaning this car. <laughs> so, yeah, they, you know, my neighbors are the same way. They don't put, keep anything in their car. No, so the no, guy didn't get anything. No. Maybe some loose change, you know. No, he got an opportunity to make up the worst excuse ever. Oh, no, no, I'm just cleaning it out. They asked me to clean it out. Yeah. At 2 a.m.? <laughs> Not usually the best time to clean out a car. Just turn the vacuum on and you know, just kind of wake people up. So. And Chris lives in a really quiet neighborhood, so you're going to hear those armor all squ- spritzes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it just goes to show you, folks, it doesn't matter what neighborhood you're in, your vehicle could be burgled. So don't leave your purses. Don't. Don't leave don't. your guns. Please. We have enough guns on the streets in no. Clarksville. Yeah. You know, this is this isn't Mayberry and it hasn't yeah. been Mayberry since 1975. <laughs> no, you cannot leave your car unlocked anywhere. Don't do that. And just yeah. know people are not cleaning cars out at 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and that area, Neptune Drive, I mean, it's not I mean, that's a nice set of neighborhoods over there. It's just east of exit 11. This isn't like, yeah. you know, we're yeah. talking about yeah. some area that's crime prone. Right. Um, that's one of the things police have repeatedly said is these are juveniles who are going out into subdivisions yeah. into nice subdivisions just because you know you can't just drive out into a subdivision and think you're never going right. to have any right. crime right. problems that's where all the nice cars are that's right. where all the gullible people are who leave guns in their cars so that's where the criminals are going to go because it's easy pickings i feel like you were aiming that directly at me i was aiming it right do you feel <laughs> do you feel attacked you should feel attacked i, I, I do a little bit <clears throat> i just hope people are trying to figure out why does ryan know details about chris's personal story chris and i How know, does ryan know that i was walking on my front door at 2 a.m <laughs> i was just trying to clean that car i promise you <laughs> Yeah, we've known each other for uh, years, years since uh, two thousand two or something like that. Since our since our little girls were little, been a long time. Yeah. So, um, next story: uh, three ice. Is that how you pronounce it? Three ice or is it thrice? It should have been thrice, but it's not. It's three ice. Three ice. Um, I, I went there. It was F and M Bank Arena last mm-hmm. night. First big event at the F and M Bank Arena was three ice. It's three on three hockey. 
Um, and, and, and first of all, I was surprised at how much fun it was because mm-hmm. hockey can drag a little bit. Yeah. Anytime you've got 90 minutes worth of play and you only get like one goal and the, yeah, the score is like zero right. to one. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of boring. Three ice. There were some matches and there, there's two halves. There's two eight minute halves. Mm-hmm. They don't stop the clock. And so they're just skating hard back and forth the entire time. One of the games ended in a 10 to five score. So they score all the time mm-hmm. and it's really, it was so much fun to watch. It was a great event, but the best thing was going and finally seeing the FNM bank arena mm-hmm. and seeing a show at the FNM bank arena. So, you know, the, it's got the basketball uh, court normally, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah. at least that's when I've seen it. Yeah. And then um, they t- they were telling me like it folds up some way and pulls yeah. away and it all kind of locks together in a grid. Yeah. But how do they do the ice? Could you tell? I think the ice is always there. The ice I think is the always ice there. Ice is always there underneath. Huh. Much like my love for you, the ice <laughs> is always there. It'll never never go away. Um, which makes me think that and it, this is not a Clarksville now story. So I know this is you know, but I, I really, speculation. It's speculation that they're trying to work something with a hockey team or something because it just oh, makes yeah, yeah, sense. Yeah, because yeah. they have all the gear ready to go. Mm-hmm. Or that we have zambonis. We have. Did you know we have yeah. two zambonis? Well, that's we pretty have cool. two. Uh, we I have, think I think it's Zamboni. We have Zamboni. Zamboni. We have two Zamboni. Two, two Zamboni. It's yeah. plural. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zamb- <laughs> plural for Zamboni is Zamboni. So um, I'm looking at some of the photos uh, on Clarksville now, and it looks like they've got that ice, um, sort of that barrier. I don't know what you mm-hmm. call the, the barrier that goes around an ice rink. Yeah. yeah they got um, but all. it goes right up to the seats. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot farther out than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, so basically, it just fills that entire bottom area. I mean, it looks like a legit skating rink. It was really uh, hockey cool. rink. It's, um, it looks like it's always been there. Yeah. But it's so cool. They can, like, totally remove it and yep. replace it with just concrete floor for concerts yep. or the bas- the basketball um, wood. Yeah, it's it, it was really cool to see. And I had to remind myself a couple times at Three Ice, which should have been called Thrice, um, that I was in Clarksville mm-hmm. and not in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the parking, for all the, the, the belly aching and screaming about the parking, the parking was not a problem. I parked mm-hmm. in the lot across from the courthouse in the parking structure there. Yeah. Um, it was a five minute walk to the yeah. arena. Um, it was just so That's cool. What, to like see. it's, it's three blocks. Yeah. If, that if, that if, lot if is that, about three blocks from the arena. If that I walked in and who's the first person I saw having was a beard and didn't Jim, Jim Dirt. Yeah, absolutely. All I right. wanted to say something like congrats or something. I want to bother him yeah. because this was kind of his baby. Yeah. Um, and, and just to see it come together and it's really I didn't know this because where we sat, I was hungry because I just come from work and didn't have a mm-hmm. chance to make dinner. So my wife was like, well, I'm going to get you something. So there's a there's a burger restaurant in there. Oh, there's like eight restaurants in this. There place. is. Yeah. I end up with a slice of gas stations across the South's favorite pizza, Hunt Brothers Pizza, mm-hmm. which is very good. There is no better gas station pizza than Hunt Brothers Pizza. Oh. There's a Hunt Brothers Pizza booth inside the F&M Bank Arena. OK, so I've, I've got my my my, my soft pretzel. Mm-hmm. which was great. Mm-hmm. I got my Hunt Brothers pizza, my Coke. Yeah. As I'm leaving, I go around to another section. The Black Horse has a section right They have They have their oh, own that. mini restaurant right there in the F&M Bank Is Arena. Is it a permanent installation? Yeah. It's like a temporary uh-huh. like kiosk thing. Beer on tap. They've got oh, food and all that, that stuff. They've okay. got a Black Horse kiosk mm-hmm. right there in the F&M Bank Arena. A little and, beer cheese? Oh, I, because I was full on Hunt Brothers pizza. Mm-hmm. But had I known... And this is no slam against Hunt Brothers. Mm-hmm. I probably would have gone. I felt bad. Like I should have just gone around the corner. Yeah. Well, and you I, can't beat the beer cheese. You really you know? can't. I mean, there's there's no. very few substances on earth that uh, compare to that. It is divine. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really, really is. So yeah. no, it is worth it. And I'm one of those folks that when they announced it, when when Mayor Durrett, former Mayor Durrett, kind of spearheaded this thing that was the MPEC, and the people were complaining. I I was excited about it because mm-hmm. you. It just would you rather have some falling apart old buildings there? Yeah, I mean, think of what was there. I mean, just imagine, picture in your head yeah. what this is, what and what was there before. It was a sloped piece of land yep. with an old ramshackle, yep. beaten up lighting warehouse. Yes, That's, which would you rather have? Right. An eyesore lighting warehouse right. that was built in 1962 and has been the same, like has never been painted right. since, or a friggin' arena. You know, yeah, yeah, so a beautiful arena. Yeah. It's really well done on the inside. 
And so, yes, worth going. I know they're starting to slowly roll out more and more shows. Um, but if you have a chance, go. At least if it's just for an Austin P basketball game or mm-hmm. whatever, go to the FNM Bank Arena. I think about just that little section of downtown and how it's changed. Mm-hmm. You know, remember that old fallen apart bank that everyone screamed and hollered about when the county bought it and turned it into yeah. the downtown commons. You would rather have a dilapidated old bank. Full of asbestos. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather have the beautiful space that that the public can use for the downtown yeah, which commons. is full every weekend. Absolutely. It every, was full last night. Yeah. And, and not just when there's concerts. Mm-hmm. You just walk by there anytime, and the downtown commons has at least like four or five, at least four or five families, yep. usually about 10 or 20 families out there playing. And it's beautiful. So, yeah. And you think about, you know, Shelby's Trio, which was created to kind of serve, you know, a lot of uh, options for downtown. But the big thing for me is to see what Jim Durrett, and I'm a, I'm a Jim Durrett fan. I will sing his praises. I, I hope he decides to run for something else. Governor. Um, but, but no, to see what his his legacy is turning because, and this isn't a, a slam on Pitts because this all happened before Pitts was elected mm-hmm. city mayor. This is on past mayors. They chose to do nothing. And they chose to have a growing city and neglect opportunities and let these buildings just sit because they were so occupied with not being able to make decisions and for Mayor Durrett to take the ball and run with it. And mm. now we've got a beautiful green space downtown for families to hang out in. And we've got this beautiful arena. That's your legacy, Jim. And that's a pretty darn awesome legacy to have. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I should call him former Mayor Durrett because Jim sounds kind of chummy. <laughs> like, hey, Jim, just want to say good job, Jim. Yeah. Does he call you Mr. Pluckelman? He doesn't call me anything. Well, I think he calls yeah. me get out of the way. Uh, but no, it was really, it was really cool. It was a great event. I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's neat. We got to see it um, uh, when they did that, uh, that public opening. Yeah. And yeah. And, and there were 4,000 people at that opening mm-hmm. thing. And we parked um, right behind uh, on the other side of downtown commons. Yeah. Just walked over yeah. like three blocks. Uh-huh. I mean, you can pretty much get there. From parking any direction, maximum five blocks away. Yeah. You're going to find a spot. Now, no, you cannot see the arena from where you are. Right. It's a downtown. (laughs) So you're going to walk, you're going to park nearby and walk two or three blocks. Right. No big deal. Yeah. It's shorter than walking across Walmart parking lot. And they are building, they're already starting construction on on one of the two big parking structures they're building downtown. I saw that. The city one behind Roxy? Yeah. That, yeah. That, that one's yeah, they've um, they got that all torn down. Have they started framing or is it just digging up? Uh, they're doing some digging. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. That's exciting. Go to the FNM Bank Arena when you have the chance. Um, all right. And uh, so the lottery. Um, this came across my desk today that there was a lottery player in Clarksville mm-hmm. who won the Powerball. Well, they didn't win all of it. They won all of it. They, they won $1 million right. of it. So what happened was, was it Powerball or was it Mega Millions? It was Powerball. Okay, so they matched all of the numbers except the Powerball. Right. So that's how that works. So someone in Clarksville did not win the Powerball jackpot, but they matched all five numbers other than the Powerball. I sure hope this person didn't go, I'm so close, but I didn't win and throw it away. Yeah, yeah, that, that is a risk. Yeah, I can tell you, by the way, who it wasn't. Chris and I, neither of us won right. the Powerball because how do you know? We're still here. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be in Aruba. <laughs> that's, that's who's mysteriously disappeared in Clarksville recently. Who just did stop showing up for work? Mm-hmm. That's who won the one million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So would you uh, see so that? That's always the the thing. It's like, would you show up to work? Would uh, you tell for, anyone for a million dollars? I would, because I, I, you think about a million dollars mm. can just buy you a really nice retirement and give you a little bit of comfort and, mm. and you know, pay off. And some plus, mortgages. you're not going to get the whole million dollars. Right. Because that's taxes, before taxes. Yeah. You're looking at like seven hundred thousand yeah, dollars, something like that. Government's going to take about a third of it. Yeah. So you get seven hundred thousand dollars. You can pay off a mortgage. You can stick a whole lot in the bank and you can live comfortable. It's not quit your job money. Mm-hmm. But mega millions. It's mm. one point. Point two five billion dollars. Wait, 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 wait. One point two five billion. Bubba ba billion with a B. Yeah, bubba ba billion. That's not a typo, right? It's not. After taxes, lump sum, you are going to have someone hand you a check for seven hundred million dollars. You know, you could lose a million dollars if you got seven hundred million and never even noticed. You wouldn't even notice. Seven hundred million. It could fall out of your pocket on the way to the bank. That's the type of money, and I've always felt like. There's a lot of pressure when you win that. Mm. So if you win the 700 million, you know, the, the 1.25 billion, which turns into a $700 million mm-hmm. lump sum, that ticket you're holding in your hand 
And what if the drawing's on a week? The drawing's going to be on Friday. Yeah, yeah. So you got to hang on to a ticket till Monday. you got to make sure, A, Ooh. no one knows, B, you don't spill on it, Ooh. like, and you don't lose it. Can you imagine, like, if your wife, like, threw it in the laundry? Oh, my God. You'd be, you'd be, I mean, it'd be, I've always thought, it's like, if, I, you would want to win on the days, the weekdays when they do the drawings. You don't want to win on the weekends because then you got to keep that ticket from getting spilled on and getting thrown so away how and someone's do you, stealing it. How do you, I never thought about that. How do you redeem it? I think you got to tell them you won and then you got to bring uh, it tell, in show it to them. 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 Who's them? How do you, do you, do you walk into the, the BP and say, hey, no, you don't I got a $1.2 billion dollar ticket here. No, you got to call some number on there and then they arrange, like, you, you know, they coordinate that kind of thing. Okay. You can't, don't go to the gas station with your $1.25 billion ticket. You're going to get mugged <laughs> and you won't have $1.25 billion anymore. But that's one of those things where that's life changing. Yeah. Yeah, that's life changing. That's that's generational wealth. Yeah, that's your great that, grandkids don't have that, to work type of money. Is that Bill Gates money? No, but it's it's plenty of money. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's plenty of money. Yeah, I, I have no concept of how much money people make. So it's 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 not as Bill Gates yeah, it's, money. It's, more, but it's a lot of money. Somewhere between me and Bill Gates. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, yeah. yeah, perfectly. It's probably probably on the Bill Gates side. Yeah, <laughs> you'd kind of have to go to work for a while until you get everything settled. You know, and that, that would be the thing. Yeah. Would, would you would you just Say, all right, that's it. I'm I'm going to live on this the rest of my life. You know, yeah. I don't. I think most people, if they've got any sense, would never tell a soul, right? You know, you can't. And you got to swear your family to secrecy somehow, right. and say, you know, hey, you can never tell anybody. This. Now, would I continue to work? Probably not. But I'd want to live in Clarksville, mm-hmm. and so I'd have to come up with some sort of elaborate lie about why I now have <laughs> why I now have I don't have to work money. You've you've gone into full time podcasting. That's what it is. I'll just say that your, I, your runner's podcast will just like take off, right? And you'll be like, "Hey, I've just got this Patreon is going crazy. My Patreon is just came just hit the roof, so I can stay home now." I've actually given it some thought to what my lie would be. Uh huh. I've made some good investments over the years. That's what I would just say. Like, yeah. Ryan, why don't you have to work anymore? I've made some good investments over the years. You know, and, that's, and that is actually true because it was that lottery ticket. What is a good investment? You didn't think it was at the time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I, I've had people argue, you shouldn't play around. You're throwing money away, throwing money away. Here's the thing, I think, with, with lottery ticket. I, I generally will buy one right. when, when yeah. the urge hits me, when I right. notice that it's a really high right. jackpot. When it's worth my my yeah. five bucks, my yeah. two bucks, whatever, <laughs> to, to buy one. Um, but I only buy one. Yeah. Because you buy one lottery ticket. Yeah. You have increased your chances of winning. Right. From zero percent. Right. To, to something. To point zero zero yeah. zero zero you have zero incre- zero zero. You've you increased your chances by 100%. Right. If you buy one ticket. That's Now, true. if you buy two tickets, theoretically, you have doubled your chances of winning. But... That doubling is so minuscule, right, you right. may as well have only bought one ticket. Exactly. So it gives you hope, mm-hmm. and it helps you learn with disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you something to talk about, too, because, hey, honey, what would, what would you do if we, bought, if we won the lottery? First thing, what's the first not responsible, first stupid thing you're buying if you win Mega Millions? <sighs> A Porsche. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Every time... It's almost like a, a fetish. Every yeah. time I'm driving down the interstate and I see a Porsche, yeah. you can ask Kate. I'm like, ooh, that's a pretty car. Yeah. Every yeah. single time. Yeah. Now, but see, the thing is with a Porsche, I would only buy it if I could afford to also hire a mechanic. Right. And yeah. build a garage yeah. and all that yeah. kind of stuff and yeah. be able to afford all the repairs because I know it's going to be, you know, a, a money pit. You got to buy a new house, too, because if, if there's people breaking into your neighbor's <laughs> car, man, the club ain't going to help. Man, somebody. the club on that oh. Porsche <laughs> will be made of Adam. It'd be an adamantium club. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the biggest stories of Clarksville this week. Your week, your news. Thanks, everybody, for listening.